Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Welcome to Real Cup Radio, and I'm excited tonight. I've got another actor and an author and a speaker. You will know him from a couple of movies that have been some of my favorites. One of them is War Room, and he played the husband in War Room. His name is T.C. Stallings, but he's also played in a lot of other movies that you've probably seen, Courageous and Question of Faith. And How are you doing today, T.C.? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, I heard you had an awesome testimony. Before you went into acting, you were a professional athlete uh, playing football. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. That was um, that was my childhood dream. Uh, ever since I was 12 years old, you know, it's it's that it's that same old story that you hear about the the little poor boy in the rough neighborhood who you know didn't grow up with the best of circumstances, but wanted a lot more for himself and. And for his mom that had always cared for him coming up. And, you know, so that was kind of my situation. And uh, so, you know, I put everything I, I had in me into playing football. And, you know, that was going to be my way to get to, to college, you know, places that I never could afford. And the hope was to, you know, get to the NFL one day and, and be able to you know, take care of my mom. And so it's just that, that innocent little dream that you have as a kid. And, and so it was really, really deep in my heart. Um, but I would find out later in life that the Lord put that in me so that he could use it later for something totally different that I didn't even expect nor plan nor dream about. So I say all that to say this road of being a pro football player, you know, was a successful one for me going through high school, going all the way through college and, you know, I'm playing well and, and I was well on my way when I made it professional and I played for a few years, I was in my sixth year playing professional and I went and saw the movie fireproof and, when I saw that film, I just decided, well, I didn't decide right away. I was just really, really thoroughly impacted by it, you know, me, myself. I mean, if you've ever seen Fireproof, you know, it's a marriage movie by the Kendrick Brothers uh, with Kirk Cameron and Anne Bethay. And, you know, you go into this film thinking, you know, if you think you're a great husband going in, you think you're not so great coming out. <laughs> and so, and, and it's exactly. in a good way. It's a really good conviction that comes over you as a man of God and a woman of God that are married that, you know, if you're not doing it God's way, you're really compelled to do so. So when I saw the, the, the power that this movie had over the people in the theater, including myself, I just started to get this itch that I wanted to, to act as well. You know, I wanted to, to do this. And, and being a person that had never been in a film before, I just didn't know what I was coming from. So I just decided to, to pray about it. And, and that, that had become my way over the years as a Christ follower to learn to pray things through. And so I said, all right, it looks like the Kendrick brothers are the ones who made this film. And I hadn't met those guys yet. I was barely even familiar with them at that point. But we saw some of the credits. I asked my wife, I said, who made this? She said, the Kendrick Brothers. I said, okay, well, we got to start praying about working with the Kendrick Brothers. And uh, I said, Lord, if, if, if it's your will, that's who I want to work with. And, you know, they seem to know how to use films to motivate people to get to know you, so I want to work with them. And a year and a half later, I got my first audition with uh, the Kendrick Brothers <laughs> for the movie Courageous. And I got that role and. The rest is history in terms of God confirmed that that's what he wanted me to do through that prayer and patience. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. You know, I gave up everything, came out to Hollywood and said, your Lord, use me how you want. And here I am 18 films later. So that's a very quick 
a lossover version of what happened. Uh, but the main points to take away is that I just, I just validated the calling uh, through through the Lord, and and that He provided everything I need to get the job done, and He wanted me to get done. But that's that's how I became an actor. Now there was there was somebody who said that you had gotten in an automobile accident. And that's why you wear this necklace with the letter P around your neck. What is what does that mean? And that P stands for on purpose. And uh, I've been wearing it around my neck, what now, seven years almost, about 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 seven years, uh, eight years actually. Uh, because of the accident that I was in, a car accident I was in in 2010, and uh, this happened about a week before I got off of the road to being courageous. And I don't even think that, I think that was by design as well. God really got my attention. Uh, it was a pretty bad accident. Um, and that morning that it happened, you know, I was doing what, what I always do, which is just get up. I go very, very early in the morning. It was really, really dark outside. About 5 a.m. And I play basketball at my church. And, um, and, and I just plan on going to play basketball and go to work. What I didn't plan for was the caravan that was just coming blaring down the road and uh, took the whole front of my car off, you know, and I went flying out of the, my, my seat into the other seat. I hadn't had my seatbelt all the way on, so it really, really could have been bad. But uh, I did survive it, and walking away from it, it's just a lot of things that go through your head. And for me, the number one thing was, had I died at that moment, I would have been face-to-face with the Lord. And we know from Scripture, Matthew seven twenty one says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of the Father. Only those do the will of the Father. And while that's important to me is because at that point, I've been a good guy. I had been, a, you know, trying to be a, a Christian guy, but I knew in my heart that I had, been doing, I had been doing what I want to do with my life. I had been doing, I had not even asked God what his will for my life was. You know, I was just doing what I thought a, a good Christian person would do. But to really, truly ask God what he wanted me to do with my life and do with my days, I hadn't done that. So I didn't feel like I could have answered that question. If God was to pose the question to me, hey, TC, have you been doing what I called you to do, or have you been doing what you want to do? And I felt like I would have said, I've, I've been doing what I want to do. And from what I read in Scripture, that's not what gets it done. That's not, that's not who makes it. So it was a big-time shift for me, and it got my attention and woke me up. And, you know, sometimes your death experiences will do that to you. But that's been my ministry now is where I tell people, like, hey, I've already had the near-death experience for you. And I'm telling you that the most important thing you should do right now is pursue your God-given purpose in life because James 4, 13 through 14 in Scripture is a reminder that you never know what tomorrow's going to hold. You never know. Uh, you know, life is but a mist, and it's a warning to not procrastinate. So that was a life-changing moment for me, and, and, and it made me into the man I am today, which is one that focuses, number one, above all, is pursuing my God-given purpose in life. And, and uh, I don't I do not do it as if I know tomorrow's going to come. I take each day as if it might be my last. And so it gives me a sense of urgency to follow God wholeheartedly. So, But that's the story behind the accident. In the movie Courageous that you were talking about, you played the bad guy. Excellent, mm-hmm. excellent job on that. Loved it. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, and War Room. War Room still has to be one of my favorite movies. So, you know, people that have not seen that, they need to go see it. I I was amazed. You know, I just interviewed the author of the book for Woodlawn. Did you see Woodlawn? I did. Yep, sure did. Every place I've gone, the majority of people said they didn't see it. So I finally asked the author. I said, I don't understand. That movie was excellent. But why? Yeah, I think a lot of times it comes down to it comes down to the way things are marketed and, and, and what 
what other films are out at the time, but uh, I, I thought it was a good film, and, and uh, you know, I thought the actors did a good job in it. Well, what he said was they put all the money into making the film, and they didn't have a budget for the you know advertisement of it. Oh, and wow. So, but, I mean, I guess that's a really good good thing to pay attention to is, okay, yeah, we got the budget for the film, but do we got the budget for the advertising afterwards and stuff? But, but yeah, so the Kendricks brothers, I've really enjoyed their work. They've done a great job. And I, each time they've come out with a movie, it seems to have gotten better and better, you know, which is, is truthfully, in, in as far as the Christian uh, film industry goes, you know, I, I'm just proud to see that. Absolutely. They've done a great job. I, I think they, they have a proven model of just praying and having patience and uh, and, and having humility. And uh, I think the Lord has blessed them because of that. And I think they keep finding talent in, in uh, places that some people, you know, don't look all the time. And uh, But definitely being willing to pray first, be patient, stay humble, and wait on the Lord's time and don't cave into any pressure to come out too soon. Or, you know, they, they always, you know, a lot of people tell them, hey, here's a movie idea, here's a movie idea, and they consistently wait for the God idea. And uh, I just think God honors them because of that. But uh, those are those are um, some guys that I really, really look up to. And, and for anybody wondering, I, I really can tell you that, that they are, you know, people wonder, are they really that true of, of, of Christ followers? And uh, I can tell you that they are. I, mean, I, I always say I think they're better people than they are filmmakers. They're better people than they are anything else. So. I love those guys. So in the movie that uh, My Daddy is in Heaven, uh, which mm-hmm. was actually, it was taken from a child's book, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they, it was a true yep. story. They, but they wrote a child's book, and then they produced that. Um, who was the producers of that film? Yeah, the book was written by Rebecca Crownover and uh, called My Daddy's in Heaven with Jesus. And then Nassar Entertainment were the ones uh, who uh, produced this film, My Dad is in Heaven, and uh, Wayman Boone was the director of that. So that was my first time working with this entire team, and uh, I thought it was cool that they brought me in just for a very, very specific role because my role is, is small and it's at the end, but, you know, I get a chance to uh, connect somebody with Jesus. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure people were particular about who to pick to do that. And so. I was very honored that they contacted me and, and said, hey, we got this role where, you know, we're going to uh, have someone accept Christ, and, uh, you know, we, we wanted you to do it. And so I was I was really, uh, I mean, you you love when someone thinks of you for a role like that, no matter whatever size it is, because uh, it's going to be an important part of the film. Well, you know, my wife, you know, when she first saw the movie, she was like, well, wait a minute, I, I don't really, you know, like the way, and I said, Julie, I said, I grew up in that environment. I said, you know, they're trying to reach people that kind of grew up like I did because, you know, I grew up in the party environment with, and the story comes so close to home because I know a girl, the exact same thing happened to her, you know, her husband, they, he decided to go do something on the four wheeler and and get something and, and uh, the four wheeler flipped and killed him. And, um, you know, I, I told her, I said, there's a, there's a purpose in the whole thing. And I know what they're trying to do. And they're, they're trying to, to reach people in the, you know, secular audience. 
and uh, and hopefully it will just bring them in. Yeah. Well, what what did she say she had a problem with? She said at the first where the uh, after the husband dies and the you know wife goes out and starts partying and everything else, and she's like, you know, oh, nobody yeah, acts like that. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Well, maybe nobody acted like that in in your growing up, but <laughs> I grew up with that. Well, you know. Well, you know what's funny about that is a lot of people. Um, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to uh, shoot another another film in a few weeks here, where uh, um, when people find difficulties in dealing with their relationship with the Lord and they, and they and they don't deal with tragedy well, what people tend to do is they turn from the power of the Holy Spirit, they turn from praying, they turn from what they know, and then they go to whether it's smoking or drinking or uh, and it could be anything. Uh, sometimes they pour themselves into their job. You know, it isn't always something that people deem bad, like smoking or drinking or whatever. But some people do things that are seem nice, like, uh, hey, I'm just going to work harder, or I'm going to want to hang out at the gym more. I'm going to hang out. But whatever it is, if it's taking the place of getting peace from the Holy Spirit, uh, it's wrong. Um, and actually, it's a form of idolatry. And so. You know, what you see in the film is just that how, how quick people will jump ship when it comes to the Lord and they give up and they start looking for other ways to uh, make themselves uh, feel better or cope. Or in some cases, it isn't even that. They just decide, you know what, I'm done. I'm done being faithful. I'm just going to give up and just enjoy myself. And what's sad is a lot of people in the world really do take that route. And then now you're just hoping for that God will have mercy on them and grace on them to bring them back. And in this case, with her, uh, with the main character in the film, her seeing someone else die in front of her, but accept Christ before he does, ends up being the, the, the switch that helps her to see that, uh, you know, man, that's that's how I can deal with my daughter. And because, you know, she abandons her daughter to go and do all this stuff, which is another crazy thing. But now she's like, you know what, I can explain to my daughter that her dad knew the Lord. And so he'll be with Jesus and if we know him, we will too, and we can all be together again. And so, so yeah, so everybody's road is different for sure. Well, and the fact of the matter is, when situations like that happen, it, you know, you'll be amazed at how many people they they blame God. Well, you know, it's interesting that you that you say that because um, it, it, no one, nobody, nobody is sitting next to God to know what he what he has um, in his plans or not. Uh, but I can say this, once there's one fact about life is that we all got to pass and go. And, um, you know, God is in control of it all. So whether, however we go, whether it's the Lord's doing or, you know, or whatever it is, we do know that he is sovereign and that he is in control. So, I mean, you know, it's fruitless to ask that question simply because he is God and he can do what he wants. As a Christ follower, what I ask him is that, uh, you know, I do believe he holds life and death in his hands. I do know that I could, if he decides that I'm, I'm going to take my last breath in the next five minutes, and that's the way it's going to be, what I ask is that, uh, you know, if, if as a Christ follower and someone who needs to live on, if I was to ever lose somebody close to me, give me the strength to uh, get through it so that you can get the glory. Because the Bible even says we're not to grieve like the world does. So there should, there should be something different within us. There should be, we should be able to show the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us calm. Sure, we're going to miss him, and sure, we hurt, and that's all okay. But what we do moving forward 
can give God glory. And uh, that's what we're called to do. And so I ask him for that all the time, you know, whether it's me or a member of my family or, or a member of my extended family, if we experience loss and people are looking on, um, you know, especially with me, you know, people around the world knowing who I am, I, I would like to represent God in such a way where they say, man, I wish I had that kind of power, uh, you know, to, to, to move forward and to heal that, that TC has. Uh, when if I was to lose someone, and then I can give God all the glory and say, hey, that's, that's not me. As a human being, I don't know if I can recover, but because of the Lord, I've been able to do so. And you know, so if you know him, that's where the power comes from. And so that's that's what I think our role is uh, when it comes to experiencing loss as Christians. You mentioned you were working on another project right now. Anything that you can tell us about it? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, uh, there's two in the works. Um, the first one is one I'm shooting in about uh, about two weeks here. It's called My Brother's Keeper. And, uh, again, we just talked about how people handle problems um, in, in interesting ways. Well, my character, I play a lead character. He's a uh, Army veteran. His name is Travis Fox, and he's got uh, friends that are in, in, in the uh, military with him. One of them, um, his name is Preach, and he got that nickname Preach because he's a he's a Christian. He's always preaching to 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 us, you know. Because I'm not in the in the movie. I'm not a Christian. And um, Preach is played by Joey Lawrence. He's always talking about how good God is and we should pray and all these things. But see, he ends up getting killed. And he's one of my good friends. And uh, with that happening, that turns me completely off, you know, completely off from from the faith. And uh, even if I was thinking about it, when I'm watching what the Lord is, is doing to all these people uh, in, in, in war, I'm just like, look, your God's not even working for you. So I don't see how he could do anything for me. And his main thing is he struggles with PTSD as well. So that, that happens right away at the beginning of the film. And then you watch throughout the rest of the film how he deals with PTSD and, um, you know, allowing people to, to, to talk to him about Jesus and how he can heal a heart and he can overcome the PTSD thing. But uh, as you'll see, it doesn't go as smooth as you like it to go. I mean, he's a hard nut to crack. And, and so, so yeah, that's, that's that one's called My Brother's Keeper. And, uh, and then the other one um, I can't say much about except for it's my first screenplay that I've written. And uh, I'll look to go to work on that and tell more about that a little more later in the year. All right. Well, good. We may have to have you back on and hear about it because, uh, you know, we're always excited to, especially when things are coming out. You know, people want to see movies that are clean, that you could take your kids to yeah. and not say, you know, not have to explain everything afterwards or say, well, we got to leave because it's too much swearing or, too, you know. Um, exactly. And, I think Hollywood's starting to understand that. Now, you're always going to have the ones that all they want is, you know, the, the disaster, the witchcraft, the junk. You're always going to have those people. But I would have to say, just by, like, I can only imagine, I mean, that put a message out. Look how many mm -hmm. people showed up for that movie and, and how well it did. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, the one thing that I try to, to, to explain to people, though, when they – they, that you can't, uh, how can I explain this? Um, you know, the world seems to love Hollywood into one box. Um, and the thing about, you know, being out here is that there are so many different movie studios out here in Hollywood. There, there's just so many. 
Now, the majority of them are going to make movies for the world because, I mean, they're not into faith. They're not. Uh, so Hollywood is always going to be Hollywood. To, change, to think that we'll ever see a day where all the movies are clean and all of them are, you know, God-honoring, that'll never happen. But what will happen is if we keep making the right kind of movies, um, we will impact it. And you can always impact something. And out here in Hollywood, like I said, the world is always going to be the world, and Hollywood is, is, is driven by revenue. And so the majority of the world is going to want those movies that are, that are not God-honoring, and so there will always be people ready and willing to make them as long as they'll make a, a lot of money from doing it. But at the end of the day, our job is to continue to support each other and make films that are clean that we can take our kids to and just worry about getting that out. See, I'm no longer concerned about what Hollywood is doing because I know they're going to keep doing it. What I'm more focused on is what we're doing and that we work hard to make God-honoring films and make sure that we have a voice, to make sure that they're out there and, and just keep making more of it and making sure that the people who want to consume this good, clean, wholesome content has enough, enough of it to get and make sure it's really, really good and high-quality and God-honoring. And that's why I've decided to write my own screenplay. And if things go well um, when I do put it out there, I'll be able to also continue to give opportunities to, uh, you know, Christian actors who want to act and don't want to have to compromise themselves in Hollywood. So the better we do, uh, the more options we'll have for Christians and the more options we'll have for Christian actors uh, and Christian consumers uh, so that they'll have an alternative to uh, what will always be which is those rated R movies and those really tough, tough movies that we don't want our kids to be watching, but they're not going anywhere. So we got to give them a great alternative. And that's what I'm working hard to do. Well, that's fantastic. I may be your first uh, actor to come out and audition. <laughs> uh, that's, so. <laughs> that's funny you mentioned that because, uh, you know, we're, see, what ends up having a lot of these Christian actors go the wrong way is because, they don't think that they'll make it unless they compromise. So my goal in coming out here was to show them that God does not need us to, to pursue sinful means to, to make it. And what I mean by that is, you know, Christians will say, hey, as soon as I, I'm going to do whatever I can do to make it. But as soon as I make it, then I'll go back to, to praising God. Because if you praise God before or during, people are going to reject you and you don't get jobs. And I'm telling my goal, hey, I, I've been out here almost seven, seven years now. You know, I, there are tons of things that I couldn't do in the beginning because, you know, I wouldn't dishonor God, and the opportunities seemed far and few between. But the more, every time I said no to something, he would give me something uh, that would honor him. And so here I am 18 films later. So I'm living proof that, that you honor God, he'll give you what he wants, wants you to be a part of if he's called you to this. And so now by me writing my own stuff, uh, we're going to have national auditions. Like, we're going to find those people who are clear across the country. All you got to do is be able to upload your audition onto YouTube and, and so I can see it, and then I will pray and say, Lord, can we use this person? And so we'll end up with people who never thought that they'd get a chance, but they're very, very talented. Uh, but, because they're, but, but because they're Christian and they're honoring the Lord, you know, maybe Hollywood's not going after them. Well, TC's going to go after you. And I'm going to find you, and I'm going to put you in a movie. So we'll, we'll be on the lookout for those national auditions. Now, that's something that if you follow me on social media, that is something that I'm getting ready to start doing right now because I'm shooting mine in the fall, uh, Lord's will, everything stays on, on time. 
But uh, right now is the process of gearing up to have those national auditions. And uh, I've already made an announcement on my social media. So if anybody's interested and uh, you think the Lord's called you to do this, and you want to pray about it and make sure you will get your chance. Just follow me on the social media. And there's a mailing list that I got going out. And so all the information is on the social media. You can, uh, you'll get a shot. Well, and I will attach your social media stuff to the end of this interview so that way they can just push a button and go directly there. Sounds good. It's awesome. I, I want you to pray over the audience before we go, but I first of all want to just tell you thank you so much for coming on. What an awesome testimony. I'm excited to hear about what you're doing in the future, too. Oh, man, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, <laughs> even even with all the... <laughs> The, the, the cutoffs, and the, I, I tell you, man, I, I, I firmly believe, you know, I just, yeah, I mean, you never know. Sometimes things just happen. But sometimes I tell you what, Scripture lets, lets you know that, you know, Satan is never going to just idly stand by why we aim to glorify God and, and make Jesus known and obey the Holy Spirit. Satan will always try to dig in there and, 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 and mess it up. But I'm just glad that Christ has already overcome him and will continue to overcome him and, you know, his his will will always go forth. So I, I, I'm thankful that you had me on to, to talk about a few things that's going on, and hopefully your listeners are encouraged today. And, and I look forward to coming back and hopefully telling you, like I said, about the film that I'm working on later in the year because uh, it, it should be a, a door opener for a lot of people that want to glorify God in film. Well, would you mind praying over a lot of these actors and directors and everybody else that listens? And Absolutely. So, Lord, we just, we just thank you for your life, health, and strength. Thank you that you've given us a purpose, a reason to be alive, a reason that we have breath in our lungs right now, and that's just to bring you glory, to tell, to tell people about your Son, Jesus Christ, uh, to show people what it means to truly have the Holy Spirit on the inside, and then to just live out our days uh, obeying your calling on our lives. I just pray for everybody who's listening that that is our top goal in life, our top pursuit in life, our main mission. It's to just obey you, uh, make you known, and live out uh, your purpose for us. I pray that we honor you in our jobs, um, whether it be entertainment or, you know, just a a job that, uh, a normal job, you know, at, at a school or a dentist, like where I'm getting ready to go. It just doesn't matter what it is. Uh, you are to get the glory in everything that we do. And I pray that we have the courage to stay true to Scripture that we're constantly uh, obeying it as best we can, and that when we mess up, Lord, that we are quick to repent and, and do true repentance, where we look to turn away from whatever sin is getting in the way and uh, use the power of the Holy Spirit to move forward. I pray that we learn how to love people uh, completely and wholly the way that you want us to so that you get the glory. Um, and I just pray that uh, you know, we, we support each other as Christians, brothers and sisters, that we hold each other accountable for not being lukewarm, but completely uh, following you and being committed to following you, Jesus. Um, and again, that we just always depend not on our own strength, but on the power and guidance of the Holy Spirit in everything that we ever aim to do. Um, and, and on top of it all, our main focus is just the will of God, because that is what you accept. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that's a wrap. Amen, brother. 